Welcome to Ancient and Justified. MTV Party Zone. Revisit it. With me, James Hyman. And with me, Simone Angel. Hello, James. Hello, Simone. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Very well. I must say, I think recording these, you and behind the scenes, you are even more, not that you were ever, what's the word? Not disorganized. That's not true. Um, you're, you were always professional and you were really tested to show how professional you are. Um, I think organized. You're like even more organized in putting this together behind the scenes on camera, you're there, you're there. In fact, but I guess you always, I don't remember you not being ready for shoots. You might've been a bit mash up, but you were always ready. I was definitely, yes, I was, I was professional. Once, maybe Ibiza. Once, maybe I think you might've been a little bit late, which is excusable, right? I, I was, was, I was more than a little bit late in Ibiza, James. <laughs> <laughs> I think That's... a lot of people, a lot of people, a lot of people, had some severe yeah, reprimands that's, that's, because of that. That's when the press went nuts when mm, when I went missing. Over, yeah. Well, actually, they didn't go nuts about me missing because MTV, you guys kept nice and quiet, but Lisa Ianson was with me and the press went nuts about her missing because the BBC yeah. was not quiet. Well, she was on radio. She was on, she was she on was radio meant to be at the live time. on radio. But that's a different story. No, I, I definitely, when it came to work, I was always there. I was on time. I had everything kind of in place and, and, and I would do what I had to do. But I do yep. remember that after shoots, especially at festivals, I would come up to my producers and go, are we done? Are we really done? Are you sure we're done? Because I'm about to go nuts. So are we done? That's are it. we done? Because, you know, I'm going to go party. And occasionally you guys would come back to me like an hour or two hours later where I was just smashed. And you'd go, oh, we have to go and record another link. It was like, Oops. So those were the only times. And you've reminded me, yeah, you've reminded me of even doing those crazy sort of video music award diaries where you held it together. Everyone was partying and you kind of held it together shooting those a few hours throughout the night's craziness. There is one video and I don't know if it still exists. So there was me and you and Lawrence and Lawrence Co. And we were in, I think it was after the Cannes Music Festival. It was something, it was in France, in Cannes. So, and we were in this little private party. And I love this, our, I don't remember this. I love it, I love it. And our drinks would just be, in, so it was all these waiters, and they never allowed you to finish your drink. So as you were drinking, they were topping it up, so you never knew how much you were drinking. So we all got incredibly drunk. Everybody was incredibly drunk. I mean, just smashed. Like every single person in this room was smashed. And then Lawrence saw a French camera crew and he was all drunk going, oh, it'd be really funny to surprise James and Simone. So we basically saw us sitting on a sofa like that. And there's people, um, so there's, there's Lawrence comes to us and he goes, we have to film one more link. And I'm like, okay, like lolling like that. And so he starts counting us down. He goes, three, two, one. Hi, I'm Simone. I'm backstage here. And as you can see, it's all going off. And I'm completely 
straight or I look completely straight like this for a second. There's someone trying to lick my ear. There was another person <laughs> jumping in front of me and I do this link. And then at the end of the link, I'm like, just kind of collapsed back into a heap. But the funny thing is, I didn't realize that was filmed. You didn't realize that was filmed. None of, all of us forgot. Lawrence forgot. That's how drunk we were. And weeks or months later, people were laughing in the office because apparently this this French team had sent a tape to the MTV offices and it was going wow. around the office and everybody was watching this tape and cracking up because it was so chaotic. Yeah. So um, Brilliant. Aren't you lucky that so much of that wasn't, again, we were filming this not in that kind of, Mm. you know mobile phone yes day yes where i tell you been, something that would have been all over the internet so yes i mean there was probably a few little little like moments you just said where we were caught off guard i remember yeah. catching i don't think he'd mind me saying you probably interview him soon toby i remember was partying in the north we, we went to a thing at the north pole you must have come to that as well yeah you came you were there i didn't go to the north pole toby amy's you, you went with toby yes. amy's to the north pole yes right? but no there's something there's a thing of us Oh, no, sorry, I'm Iceland. getting confused. Iceland, we Iceland. Were in Iceland so I went to, I went to the North, North Pole, Pole with Toby, and he was getting very annoyed with me, just following him around while he thought, "Yes, have I finished? Yes, you have, but I'm still going to annoy you and follow you around." And he was like, <laughs> "Camera off," you know. Anyway, so okay, now talking I'll, of presenters, yeah. I must say your first sort of one with Morena was fantastic. I mean, she was open, she was brilliant, she, and it really illuminating on some of the workings of what it took to be a VJ on screen and, you know, shattering some of those illusions. Fantastic. Yeah. And the re responses were really good. I kind of did it, you know, I thought it was quite nice to once in a while mix things up and to do a VJ edition, but the responses were quite incredible. It seems that there's a lot of people out there that really want to know. And so yeah. we'll just continue with them. So every so often we'll just throw another VJ edition in and uh, and yeah, today we're going to do another one. Rebecca DeRuvo. Exactly. Now, before you go off and get deep with her and reminisce, I mean, a few things. Lovely. The only things that always spring to mind, I mean, maybe my personal connection to it was um, being a script writer before I was doing a lot of the dance stuff and having to send her her scripts, even going up to her house, dropping them off. When she was married to the late, great, sadly, RIP Derek B., Remember the rapper? Do you remember him? She was married to him? Yes. What? Yes. I'm 99.9% .9 sure she was. If I've made I a mistake, no I've made a mistake. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I mean, okay. that guy did so much for British hip hop. Amazing wow. DJ, amazing remixer. And her own career in music. Do you remember her music career? All the VJs seem to have. Any VJs who didn't have a music, didn't release records. Probably Toby. But the thing is, we all Her record, by the way, music. I checked. It's worth... Her record's worth about 20p on Discogs if you need it. So mean. I'm sure mine is about the no, same. No, I right love now. her. I, I mean, but, I'm just saying. But, but, you know, I think that the early, the early batch of VJs, we all passionately loved music. And it to me, it felt that later on in my career at MTV, it started to change. And to me... And I know it sounds mean, but to me, it was like like the Barbie dolls were coming in, you know, like the really pretty people, but who weren't necessarily passionate about music. And that really, like, that really hurt for me. It's like, mm, mm. I found that really hard. And so um, I guess the phrase, therefore, fake it, fake it to make it. 
Yeah. And I mean, I look at Paul King. I mean, mm. he used to be singing like, you know, in the dressing room and in the hallways and always oh, beautiful. But yeah, there definitely was a deep love of music. And yeah, therefore, I guess a lot of us were making music. Her track was good that I caught you out. I did a video remix or something of it. It was great. It was on it was on loaded records that became skint records, kind of. Hmm. So she was signed to a good label. She she was oh. good. Yeah. She makes good home pickles as well. Did okay. you come to that evening? Were you there? Yeah, when we all hung out with all our kids. I can't no. remember if you came to dinner. One of the summers when you were visiting. We we all met each other in the park and yeah, she's yeah. got she's got like a gazillion of kids. She's got a totally. lot of kids. No, four, five? Five. 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 five at the last count she might have more wow no no no. that's it five so yeah that's, that's pretty Healthy. hardcore so yes we were talking about that as well and and just life in general it's going to be really good catching up with her and rebecca and i started on exactly the same day at mtv nice so nice. yeah it'll be fun i'll let you know how it went all right i look forward to that Oh, Rebecca, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Oh, man. This is Lovely. so fun. So we've only seen each other a few times since MTV. Um, we bumped into each other just by pure chance in a London park once. James Hyman, you and yep. I, and all our kids. Do you remember so that? So many kids. Yeah. So many kids. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Very of them yours. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Four. Four. Yes. Right. Which two for me, two for James. And yeah. um, did you, no, you weren't at the reunion that I was at, I don't think. So, no. Anyway, we haven't seen each other very much. And no. back then we saw each other every day. Yeah, we sort of overlapped, didn't we? Mm-hmm. And? <laughs> and I have to apologise. I have to apologise for the state of our dressing room. <laughs> yeah. So, so you and I shared our dressing room. So yeah. let's, go, let's go back to that because it was quite funny how we started at MTV, right? Because we started on exactly the same day. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Crazy. I mean, but do you know why? No. Oh, you don't know? Oh, I know okay. nothing. So they could, <laughs> uh, really? Okay, so they couldn't choose between us. They had oh. to find one VJ and they couldn't make their mind. At least that's what I was told. They couldn't make their mind up about us. And so oh, they went, right. oh, we'll just take them both. <laughs> so that's why we came in on the same day and shared the dressing room. We See, were one VJ. Oh, okay, okay. I didn't know that. I mean, I, to be honest yeah. with you, I ha don't have a very good memory. Like, I don't mem remember loads. So it's always good to talk to other people like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Maybe I knew in the I past, know. but yeah. But then we did very different things on MTV, very different things in the end. I mean, I guess, you know, yeah. you had your, you were more house music and party zone. Yeah. And, and I was just regular VJ, I guess. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah, I think that was my goal right from the beginning. You know, I really, because that was my passion, my, you know, club culture, the rave scene. It was the reason why I ended up in London in the first place. If it hadn't been for the rave scene, I would have never been there. That's what brought yeah. me there. And I wanted to be part of that. So, um, yeah, it was no wonder I ended up doing that. On but there, let's, yeah. let's go back because, um, to be honest, even though we shared the dressing room, I know very little about your life before MTV. So um, tell me, what, what you know, what were you doing before MTV? Well, I worked a lot on telly when I was a kid in Sweden. I had my own show in Sweden and and stuff. And then uh, I wanted to be a singer, and I was on tour singing with the Rhythmics as a backing singer, and I was backing singer. And then I came to London because I had a record deal from the Eurythmics. And then they dropped me, of course, like you always get bloody dropped. And uh, that's when I was waiting tables and I got told about MTV. So I thought, I'll do that just to pay the rent. No one will see it. It's cable. You know, <laughs> no, that, that was my thing. Wow. So, yeah, that's why I went along to do it. Wow. So you were a singer. Well, you did TV and you were also a singer before you joined MTV. Yeah. I also had my record deal before I joined MTV. Yeah. I think this is the thing because James and I were talking about that, how many VJs were making music. And I said, well, the early VJs had an extreme passion for music. Yeah. And so it kind of makes sense that all of us were also yeah, know, musicians. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But tell me a little bit first about growing up. Um, so your your mother was a TV producer in Sweden as well, right? She, yeah, she was a producer of kids' telly, children's television. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, she, she did that. And uh, my dad was a scientist. Yeah, so a very weird mixture. What kind, what kind of scientist? It's chemistry. He was, he was wow. a professor and super, super, super cool guy. He passed away, sadly, when I was 32, so died very young and of a heart attack. Oh, uh, yeah. I still miss him. It's a long time ago now. So Yeah. Now all of my friends are losing their parents. We're getting to that age now. Everyone sort of getting there. Yep. It's, it's tough. It's hard. I know. Yeah. So that's how I sort of got to, to London. I just went there with thinking I was going to make music and then I sort of stumbled upon MTV. I don't know how, because MTV wasn't really talked about in the UK. You know, it wasn't. It was big in Europe, but in the UK, it was no one saw it in the it's UK. True. Very few people. It's, yeah, it's true. And I think the southeast of England was probably the last to get cable so we could move around London fairly anonymously and then the oh. minute we got on a plane right and we went to another yeah. country we were suddenly celebrities so it was quite yes. a funny uh, quite a funny experience right especially that first time when you yeah. leave London and you suddenly realize it's like oh my god MTV is huge but you just don't feel it you know whilst you're in London nothing which was great which was really good yeah. and I yeah. And I think it did us all good, good that it was like that. You know, you were young people, yeah. you know, in that environment these days, they get really carried away, I think. And there was no reason we didn't, you know, we didn't get become millionaires and we weren't famous where we yeah. lived. So it was a very low key situation. Yeah. Oh, it was fun. I really think those early yeah. days, it was so much fun. fun. To me, yeah. I, I, it felt like a startup. 
you know it had that kind of energy about it like we were all you know young people just trying to make tv but none of us really knew what we were doing and nobody (laughs) particularly cared about that right i mean even Mm. even the producers the directors a lot of them just were thrown in at the deep end and all together we just try to turn it into something and i think it was good because we got to improvise a lot so it was fun right there wasn't, it wasn't, I mean, at least my shows weren't very scripted. I knew what video I was coming out of and what I was going into. And then I just talk rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> and I became yeah, I very think good all, at that. <laughs> I think all Talking of us, up. yeah. I remember my director sometimes would go, just give us a, a generic chatty link. Just, you know, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. And we did that especially because sometimes we even lost the script, you know, when we were um, doing location shoots Occasionally, we would lose the script. And I remember one time as well, standing on the beach and literally the whole script, everything just flew into the sea. So we did a whole bunch of generic chatty links. And then the other thing we used to do, because we wanted to party, we wanted to just get the shows done and then go have fun. So we would sometimes find a location and I would have the camera like this. And then I would do, you know, I would turn around a quarter and film like this. And I just kept <laughs> turning around. So it looked like we were in four different locations. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was very, it was very funny. It was very, I mean, I hated it when um, we had to get rules, you know, when we yeah. moved over the road and everyone, I got a memo saying that there would be a stylist sort of, telling me what to wear I was like yes no I have my system it works really well it's all on the floor all the clothes are on the floor and then I pick some up and here's my pot of powder and I'll chuck that in my face and then I go on camera (laughs) it works fine yeah I didn't even do my makeup I didn't even do makeup when I went on really I just put like you know the powder so you don't look shiny I used to just yeah. like her. That was it. The brow. My hair. Funny. <laughs> I remember at one point when we still had our uh, our shared dressing room. It's funny actually. I really don't remember the mess, but then obviously I didn't really care. I can't have cared. I think I occasionally even nicked stuff of yours. <laughs> just probably on air. Probably. I'd go, oh, but did we? Good. That goes with this. Oh, oh my God, it was just all over the place. But didn't we get separate ones after a while when someone moved or something? It's possible. I know that when we still had a shared dressing room, there was also a telephone in there and yeah. we were allowed to call home. And yeah, that yeah. stopped, that privilege stopped when I once called Holland and then I didn't hang up the receiver properly. And so that oh. call continued on for like 20, nearly 24 hours. <laughs> So that was the privilege taken away. So I'm sorry, that was me that ruined that bit of fun for all of us. (laughs) I don't even, see, I don't remember that. Why would you remember? I remember because I was the guilty one. So that's why I remember. Oh, you felt guilty. Okay. Ah, yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh no, I can't believe I've done that. So um, what was your audition like? Like, how did you actually end up getting the job on MTV? Okay, so I was, as I said, dropped from my label. I was left in London. And my friend in Sweden, who worked for a model agency there, 
said, oh, they've called for this company called MTV and they want Swedish presenters. I know you're not a model because they asked for them. for pre- Usually they just want pretty girls, right? That was the thing. And um, I, uh, uh, and she said, why don't you go along? And I was like, I went along to Sarah Martin. And I said, oh, my friend said you're looking for presenters. And I went into her office and I think I got it from that. He didn't do the audition? I don't think I did. I don't think I... I mean, I think I just did something with her in her office. Right. Can that be wrong? Can that be... At Mandela Street? It they had their at, offices yeah, in Mandela it Street. Man, it was at Mandela Street. I saw Brent Hansen in his office. I Maybe do believe I, I came back for an audition and then got it. But it was all very quick. It was all in the space of just a few days that I got the job. It was very quick, right? Very yeah, it was very quick. quick. I was terrible. I was terrible in the beginning as well. I was so bad. We all were. So, <laughs> I was so awful. I remember looking back, cringing at my like. I didn't look. At, I didn't like looking at myself. I caught when we got cable. I was like, "Oh my god, I'm so bad! I can't believe I'm bad." But do you have that no. thing now? So I felt for years I would cringe. You know, when people played my music and my video or my MTV stuff, I would get really embarrassed. And now I'm beyond that. And now I can just look at it and go, oh, how cute. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like, Nearly. I, I don't I don't feel like that anymore. Yeah, you have the same thing? No, it's quite funny. It, it is. Yeah, because it's so long ago now. So it's like, well, who is that person? Yeah, so when I went in to um, see Brent Hansen, um, I had been told by an agency in the Netherlands that they were looking for VJs and I had yeah. just signed my record deal in the UK. So I was already there and they said, oh, you know, when you go, make sure that, you know, you do your makeup and you do your nails and you get your hair done and that you look really pretty. And I thought, well, that's what everyone's going to do. So I did the opposite. And so I wear, wore a big baggy jumper. Yeah. I had no makeup on. I had my baseball cap on. And I basically put my feet on the table in his office and started telling him how to run the business. And I told him he's not running it properly um, because I wasn't actually trying to get the job. I just thought that if they like me at MTV, so I, I, my, my goal was to meet as many people as possible in the office and then hopefully to leave an impression and that that would help me when yeah. my video was going to come out, that they would maybe play my music video. So that was my whole thinking. I never tried to get the yeah. job, but I basically told Brent, I'm like, look, your VJs are nice but they're too old. You know, I was 18. I said, look, I'm out there with the kids. Oh, yeah. I'm your target audience. I'm out there in the clubs with them. I know what clothes they wear. I know the language they speak. You need someone like me. And yeah, and and, yeah, yeah. and that worked, um, apparently. So yeah, it, <laughs> it worked. worked, got the job. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, it was fun. It was a lot of years of traveling and doing fun things i did so much live stuff as well at mtv it was great i had my breakfast show was live in the mornings from seven till nine for years it was, was ridiculous it? and uh yeah awake on the wild side we did like you know like a, it was before big breakfast it was like that had guests in steven steve wow. came in and it was brilliant wow but i mean i had to be at work at like four in the morning and that was fun. I remember that. That I really mm-hmm. liked that. The VJing, it's a bit, you know, it became like a factory, didn't it? You mean just, you mean standing in front of the green screen? Yeah, the blue, the blue screen. screen. Yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But the live shows were good. That was fun. I got different guests and 
and met lots of fun people. I never yeah. realized that that was, or I just forgot that that was another live show because I remember Dial MTV was live. Was it? Wasn't it? No. It was was it? Or maybe it wasn't. No, it was, it was just recorded. people, people you, you just took in callers. Or oh, I used to hate that. That's all I did on my morning. I did that on the morning show. I had people calling in every morning. Were you any, I mean, did you like that? I don't mind. You know, I could talk to people. I remember once when um, someone sent me a picture of their puppy and I was holding up, I was going to call this person about their puppy and I love dogs. And then it turned out that the dog had been like overdriven by a car the same day. Oh my God. And I started to start laughing because I got so shocked. And then I was like, I'd oh stop laughing. It was awful. <laughs> like, oh and I, oh, that wasn't the best. Because it's also, it's also five in the morning, right? So you're like, you're, <laughs> you're not reacting as well as you probably should have. Because I was like, I was in a celebratory mood about this puppy. And then it turned out the puppy was dead. And oh my God. Oh my Very God. MTV moment. <laughs> So oh my funny. god that's crazy so you so you obviously have the same thing as me that it's the embarrassing the shocking those kind of moments are the moments that stay with you the most right because that's yeah. the ones i remember where i make a fool of myself yeah. or something those are my strongest memories yeah yeah no definitely i don't know i think it was quite a long time how long were you there you were longer than me right from 1990 until 99 so yeah nine years Oh, wow, you did nine years. I was at 96, I think, a bit earlier. Right. Yeah. 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 I think I was there the longest out of everybody. No, I know I was, I was there the longest out of everyone. And it was quite funny because I had been meaning to leave for a while because MTV really changed towards the end. And yeah, yeah. I, I really didn't feel that at home anymore. It became too corporate. Yeah. too like you said regulated and and I felt like the love of music was just slowly slipping away and that was really mm. eating at me you know that all the new people that were coming in or a lot of them it just it wasn't about music anymore it was more about celebrity and about pretty people and and I was still old school in that way. For me, it was about the music. And so I, I did find it quite hard towards the end. And, and so I meant to leave. And I remember at one point as well, they were going to fight. They used to do this mean thing where they would go, we're going to fire 10% of the staff. And they would tell you that oh, like yes. a month before they were going to do it. And then everybody yeah. was on edge because no one knew like mm. who's going, who's going. And this horrible atmosphere would, would start. And so I, at that point, went in to the office and um, I said, basically, I'll go. You know, I, I handed in, I tried to hand in my notice and then they gave me a pay rise. Um, <laughs> so I stayed. Yeah, so I was yeah. kind of weak at that oh, at that point, and and stayed, and I like the perks too much, I guess. Um, so it yeah. it actually took me quite a long time to eventually leave. To go. Yeah. Well, eventually well, got kicked out. Uh, so I kept meaning to yeah. leave, and then I didn't leave, and then I was gonna leave, and I didn't leave, and and then in the end they just just gave me the boot, and that was it. But did yeah. you? But did you do party zone only at the end? Was that all you used? No. To, or did you do VJ? Oh God, no! You just still no. I was doing party zone, MTV dance, of course. I was doing yeah, yeah. shows for MTV Germany, so I was doing shows in German for them. Oh yeah. I was doing oh, yes. snowball, going around to all the oh, yeah, I did snowboarding that. events. I, yeah, I did that before. I did that for two years. Oh, it's okay. That was fun. 
that was a lot of fun. Yeah, we had a ton of fun doing that. Um, and just still a lot of location shoots. I was doing all kinds of location shoots and festivals and all those kind of things. Those were the things I really enjoyed. And of course, I really enjoyed Party Zone. So yeah, I was yeah. actually quite, I think I was really lucky towards the end that I really only had shows that I, I, and I think that was another reason why it was hard to leave, that even though I didn't like the corporate feel of MTV, I still love my shows. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. And James, and you and James stuck together till the end. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Me and James. Yeah. And now again, we're having so much fun yeah. doing this podcast. It's so great. It's almost like, it's almost like we've never stopped working with each other. It's been like 20 years, but you just fall yeah. straight back into to where you left off. Um, we still, yeah, it's, it's good. It, it works. So, so tell me what, after your time at MTV, you pursued your music more, right? With your yeah, yeah, it yeah. was a band, right? You're with the band. Yeah, yeah. For many years, I did that. God, I went through so many record deals, and I never had a hit. But you know, I made a living out of out of uh, playing and singing, which is what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. I had a couple of shows since I didn't want to do more telly. I really didn't want to do telly. I really didn't want to do telly when I did MTV either. I didn't because when I was a kid and I did telly, I decided I want to do music, not telly. Right. And I was scared of getting sort of stamped with one. So then it would ruin the other. Do you see what I mean? Because it's hard to. Yeah. Now, not so much. But in our day, multitasking was frowned upon. You know, you were supposed right. to do one thing. You couldn't. Either you were a good actor, you were a good singer, you were a good singer, you were a good, you know, you people like to pigeonhole you. So, uh, yeah, I, um, uh, and then that happened. I definitely had that after me, MTV, the whole time, and I was trying to be a credible musician. And then it was like, oh, Rebecca from MTV, mm -hmm. you know, which I now love that I did MTV. I don't, I didn't enjoy my time there. I really enjoyed it. And it was definitely a fun time when you were young, but I think it's sort of, uh, sidetracked from what I really wanted to do and if I knew that it would have got that big that it did in Europe at least and mm -hmm. in the UK then I probably wouldn't have done it really you, know? yeah. you wouldn't no wow no huh? because I because I really burned like I knew that it would do that and I thought yeah if I knew I thought it was just going to be like a small little thing but you know I had so much fun I will never change it for the thing now but if I knew from the beginning that it was going to be right. that hard to shift, I probably wouldn't have done it. Yeah. Wow. Huh. Am I glad I did it? Probably, because you never know with music how that's got to go. But it definitely wasn't my dream. Yeah. And I had so many people saying to me afterwards, like, oh, how do you get that incredible job? <laughs> it's like, I don't, I don't know. You just walk up yeah. to someone's office. You know, I don't know. And the, people do, have like courses and and you know sort of university degrees to become television presenters and i'm like uh i know why? we just walked in i know i know how, yeah. how funny right and a lot of people at mtv like i said the same with a lot of the producers and directors they weren't trained a lot of them people would work yeah, their no, way up yeah. and, and if people liked you mm. within within the company you would be given all kinds of responsibilities i mean i was even at times filming like i would be given little handy cams and I, a little cameras and i was shooting a lot of the b-roll so a lot of the festival stuff mm. and wherever we were going i was shooting b-roll and again i'm a vj or i was a vj you know 
what would I know? Yeah. But um, yeah, and they just kind of taught me what I needed to know. And, Other things. And that was it. And and there was even opportunities, for instance, like like Paul King, there was opportunities if you wanted to, to move away from being a VJ and move behind the cameras because that's what Paul King ended up doing, right? Yeah. He ended up producing, directing, and um, kind of very cleverly, I guess, shifted his career. Before he got the boot, he just <laughs> moved into a different direction with it. So, yeah. yeah. And then after MTV, you became mama in like a big way. Did you always think that you wanted, I mean, did you always want to have that many children? Mm, no, I mean, as I like it seems to be the line in my life that I don't think things through. I just kept going pregnant. And, then, right. and I, I guess the last one, sorry, Angus, uh, I cried when I found out. I was like, oh, my God, I got three babies. How am I going to do another one? You know, uh, but he's he arrived. And uh, of, of course, it's it's an amazing thing to have four children. What a blessing. But I would have yeah. if I was a more controlled human being, I would have probably had the three. I think three is a really, <laughs> you can have a smaller car, you know, uh, and my husband had one in the luggage. So we got five, you know. Wow. So five I mean, they get it, but they're big now. So like 13, 14, 15, nearly 17 and 22. So it's, I'm in teenage hell right now. Are you in teenage hell right now? I'm in teenage hell, London, teenage hell. <laughs> yeah, no, I have a 19 year old and a 16 year old. Mm -hmm. But we live in the jungle, you know. Yeah. Yes, we don't live too far from the town. But um, now my kids are, are they're, they're actually, um, yeah, they're really good kids. Think about it. They are now the age that we were when we were on MTV. I mean, mm -hmm. how crazy is that? I know. Because yeah. how old were you? I, I, we're the same age, aren't we? I think maybe I'm older than I'm you. I'm 50. Okay, I just turned 52, so I'm a year and a bit older than you. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so we were very young when yeah. we joined. Yeah, we were. Uh, and, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, my kids, I mean, God, I don't think they're going to be living. I lived on my own since I was 17. My son isn't In capable. London. Yeah, and my son is not capable. <laughs> and, you know, no financial support from anybody. You know, it was just me yeah. and uh, my you know, work ethic, party hard, work hard, you know. Yeah, so, same here. I mean, I was so I was 18 when I moved to London. I had my record deal, but, you know, I never opened a bank account before. Like, I literally went out my mum's house and then straight into London by myself. So the same kind of thing, yeah. you know, and you just basically, you sink yeah. or swim, and that's it. Yeah. And there were times that I really yeah. didn't have any money and I couldn't afford... Um, the underground ticket or a bus ticket and I would walk for miles to get home and I shared a flat and at mm. times I would literally just steal slices of bread from one of my flatmates because I had no money but you know you make mm. it work right yeah and yeah and I think it's really I think it's probably quite healthy I think everyone's too nice to their kids these days like, including myself you know yeah you know you sort of yeah maybe we make it too easy for them yeah, I mean, yeah, I I hope it's going to work out, you know, because I always thought that, oh, I was on my, but I think it made us very strong being able to look after ourselves, knowing what a loaf of bread cost, you know, knowing uh, that, you know, buying a nice pair of trainers is something you do when you have a big paycheck, you know. Uh, 
I don't know. But in hindsight, I don't know if you have this. So if I look back, I've had some pretty scary moments. If I look back, I'm like, oh my God, if that had been my daughter, if that was my son, it's like, I would have, you know, like, you know, you kind of bob and weave your way around it, but it doesn't mean it's always plain sailing. There's been a lot of moments where you go, okay, this could have potentially gone very wrong. But lucky enough, it didn't. You must have had moments like that yeah, too. Yeah, absolutely. And it's the kind of moments that you don't want your parents to know about, right? Because they never knew when you didn't have food or, you know, or I couldn't pay my electricity bill or when, you know, my kids would or your kids would call you on the phone and go, Mom, I can't pay. Can you swish over some money? <laughs> you know, you'd be like, okay. Because, but I never asked. Yeah. Did you tell your parents when you had sticky moments? No, but then also we didn't have cell phones. Yeah. There was no, there was mobile phones. There was no mobile phones. There was no computers and internet. And so every so often I would call her on the telephone, yeah. you know, but because of course, if I had no money, I also had no money for a oh, telephone call. Exactly. Um, and it was only once we started to join MTV <laughs> that I could call her yeah. every day. My mom used to love it because uh, when I was on MTV, she could see me every day. Oh yeah. And then every day I would call her afterwards and then she would tell me, you know, don't wear that again. Don't put your hair like that. Do it like this. Oh, and, yeah. oh, you had a like, a like a happy fan critiquing you, one that loved you, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yes, definitely critiquing my crazy outfits all the time. Oh. And they were nuts. I used to wear really insane clothes. Yeah. Like some of it is good and some of it I look back now, I'm like, what the hell was that <laughs> i look just looked like a office worker because that was sort of the fashion then that i went for i mean i had okay you had more of the ravey stuff i've never been a raver but i remember i had a lot of just like shirts and when i look back at like things now i mean it's really shit i mean i dress like an older <laughs> i look like i look like I should probably dress now. <laughs> I don't dress like that now. I don't know. It was a weird time in fashion, definitely. No, wow. The 90s. I wasn't following fashion. I just no, you were, like darling. crazy, nutty you, clothes. You really weren't following. Hmm? No, you really weren't following fashion. <laughs> no, I weren't. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, just grabbed, I just grabbed whatever I thought was fun and that was it, you, you know, were. and then put it all together. And so instead of having one pattern... I had six different patterns yes. and a hat. And a hat <laughs> to match the patterns. Yeah, mamma mia, that was funny. Yeah. I I actually got to a point where I wouldn't leave the house without a hat. Like, I actually felt naked without a hat. Oh, okay. That's how obsessed I was with wearing hats, so I had a lot. Did you ever get this thing? Because we were on MTV for so long... Did you get this, like, when I would go somewhere else, say I was asked to do another TV show or, you know, and I go to a different country and I'm somewhere and it's all new people and I would feel quite insecure. And then the minute the camera came, I was like, oh, thank God. Almost like there was a friend, like, oh, I know this one. Yeah. Did you have that kind of feeling after a while with the camera where you thought, oh, at least the camera is here? Like, it, I, I can't even, it, it sounds kind of nuts when I say it, yeah. but like... 
No, you, you never got that. Yeah, no, I did. I mean, I feel very comfortable in front of a camera. Just the other day, my my right. my older my little brother was doing a film, you know, during COVID for someone, you know, and he had he's a camera. He has yeah. a, one of those big cameras, and you put it up, and everyone got really nervous. I get in front of the camera. Oh, hello, old friend. I feel completely fine talking right. to the camera. I have no problems talking to the camera. Isn't that isn't that mm. funny? That's exactly how it feels for me. Like, hello, old friends. Yeah. That is exactly how it feels. Yeah. How funny. It's easy to talk to a camera for us. We could just talk rubbish yeah. at the camera for hours. Yeah. Hours. <laughs> photo camera? No. No, I know. I hate photo cameras. I just freeze up. Yeah. I look awful. Yeah. I can't. And I've never been able to get it right. I never seem to look good in, well, barely ever seem to look good in a photo, on a photo. Yeah. It gets worse and worse though. You? Uh, sometimes but I mean I'm telling you these days yeah it has to be on a good day after a good night's sleep I can sometimes and I can, I can do it if I I can tell you like if I'm looking this this is my good side so I can do it I know how to go and I kind of go and then I'm kind of I have like a little photo thing going on and if I get that right I look okay otherwise it's like what's going on Who's that weirdo? For me, I, I know I can't do it. I hate it. I really hate it. And people think that I make it up when I say that. I mean, I've even been at photo shoots way back when, and I would say to the to the photographer that I'm so insecure and I hate the photo camera, and they would laugh at me and go, "Yeah, right." It's like, no, really. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. It just feels so. It to me, it's so unforgiving. It's like. <laughs> It it has to be right in that one second. Whereas with a with a camera, yeah. you just you know you can just keep changing and you keep pulling a different face and maybe one face is slightly not right, but it doesn't it doesn't matter. With a photo camera, it's like this is the one. <laughs> <laughs> so James Hyman was wondering if you were married to Derek B before your time at MTV, were you? Yeah, I was. I was married to, I was going out with Derek and uh, in Sweden wasn't in the EU. Uh, no, England wasn't in the EU and we were going out with each other. My visa right now and I got deported. This is before MTV. I moved to London in 1986 and then we had to get married if I was going to stay in the country. And then just as I got my visa the same month, England joined the EU. No, that must have been Sweden then, because didn't England join in 1972? Am I wrong? Oh, England Sweden joined. joined. No, list. Sweden. Sweden joined the EU. Right. In right. 1991, whenever we joined MTV. But anyway, I was with Derek, yes, and he was, I, we broke up and he was really upset by us breaking up. And when I first started MTV, he used to stand outside uh, the studios and wait for me. Um, and oh. I had to like hide. Uh, he passed away, bless him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, from a heart attack. Oh. Uh, about, uh, I went to his funeral. Yeah. Uh, when he was born, bless him. I don't think he had a very happy life. Oh. Uh, but uh, yeah, he was a crazy man but you know he was my boyfriend when I was 18 17 I can barely yeah. remember it but yeah we were married yeah. and 
you were also for a while seeing Noel Gallagher, were you? No, we were just friends. Oh, okay. It was all, all right. over the press, but it wasn't true. I I know. You know, he we were really good friends. He, they were staying around my house a lot, him and him and stuff and I um That's right. Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, I know they were just hey, we were just mates. I I, I right. think I don't wanna, you know. I think what happened was he was interested in me romantically, but uh, I couldn't feel the vibe. So we were friends instead. Yeah. Yeah, I had that with some people. Some of the stuff that the press would come out with, like there were so many people that we're meant to be seeing that we really weren't. I know. You know, where you go, where did this even come from? Like, and there'd be people that you're even closer with, maybe not like in a relationship, but you're with a lot more and you go, why aren't they writing about this person? And if you want to pick someone and say they have an affair, then logically you'd pick the one where that the one that you're hanging out with. But no, they would just pick these random people and say, oh, they're in a relationship. And you're like, it's like mm, no, I don't think so. I mean, yeah. I don't know. You know what it was like? Every rock star that or pop star that came in always tried to get your phone. Not all of them, but I would say seven out of ten times they would try to get your number. If you were interviewing them, they would try to get your number. They would try to call you. I mean, I had so much of that at MTV, didn't well, you? Well, you, yeah, well, I mean, some, but I mean, you were, you know, the real sexy chick on MTV, I think. I mean, to me, that was like, uh, you were just, I don't know, like, ooh, oh, sexy. No, I, I wasn't so. like, I wasn't like that. I was like, you know, the tomboy. So yes, I had certain people um, pursuing me, um, but, yeah, more of the kind of quirky ones that also fall, fell for more quirky, not very sexy <laughs> tomboys. So, I remember um, that yeah, guy different. from Ugly, the guy from Ugly Kid Joe. We were away at somewhere, somewhere, and he was like banging on my bedroom, and then he was like climbing a tree trying to get it. I mean, they were just crazy. These rock star boys, you know, they were really. <laughs> but I guess you know. It, it was it was fun. It was fun, but my God, I I I I think they just thought they should do that to sort of get their more place on MTV or something. Like I had something to do with it. I don't know. Like mm-hmm. obviously I did not. I obviously had nothing to do with who whose videos got played on on MTV. But uh, yeah, maybe they thought it would help. Well, and they just fancied you. I mean, come on. Beautiful chick, (laughs) and she's on TV, and they see her every day. Because also, the the older musicians that we interviewed, Mm. that we were very famous for them. Because in you know anyone who goes on tour or who used to go on tour would stay in the hotels. And what do you play in the hotel rooms? MTV. MTV. So, you know, all the bands and and the same for us, like we would go on location and you come back to the hotel room. And the first thing is you put MTV on. That's just, and so MTV was always playing. And so all those bands, all those artists, they watched us all the time. All the time. They knew who we were. Yeah, exactly. What's his name? Billy Corgan from Smashing Pumpkins came up to me at MTV Awards in America when I was covering it. And, uh, I'm such a fan of theirs. And he says, oh, and he said, hi, no one record, like no one talked to me. It was all like American MTV. And I was like, and he said, oh, I really, really want to say hi. Cause you know, when I'm in, in the Europe, all I do is watch MTV. And you know, I see, you're like, you're like my friend. I was like, I'm not your friend, I'm your fan, but not your friend. Right. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, I had it one time when uh, Brian Adams came up to me and he went, hi, I'm Brian. I went, hi, Brian. I shook his hand and walked off. And then later on, I'm thinking, Brian. Yeah. Oh, it's that <laughs> Brian, you know, but they're kind of, yeah. So, so everybody kind of knew us um, in that That's way. Some... You know what we used to do, which was really good fun. So we would go into our hotel room, put MTV on, and we, so I'd be with my whole MTV crew, and we used MTV as our own personal jukebox, especially late at night. I would just call the control room, and I would just take requests. So we would basically be saying, okay, play this video, this video, this video, this video. And then they would play it for us, and we would just sit there, and it was our jukebox. So that was Oh, fun. brilliant. Yes. <laughs> I don't think I ever did that. Hey, but Rebecca... Yeah. Thank you so much for being on the show. Oh, no problem. It's been so lovely catching up with you. Um, yeah. Is there anything that I should know of what, I mean, are you are you going to be doing stuff professionally no. that I should know about? No, 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 really, no, no. No, just mum, that's it? Oh, no, no, no. I'm still playing stuff, music, but I, and uh, I've written a book as well that's out uh, it came out Ooh. a few years ago a novel uh yes. called i am ed i am no. ed okay and what's that about uh it's about uh, ed henderson and his three brothers that lose their parents and they start a band in london and things that happen to them it's very good wow it's a wow. very thick book as well oh uh, yeah you. i've written two books nice. the first one yeah. did okay but second one i can't get to finish so it's tough <laughs> I'm just, you know, I do my my stuff. I mean, I don't really think I'm a mum. I am a mum, but that's just everyone is a mum is a mum. It's not like a career. It's a yeah. something you just are. Well, when they're young, oh, when God. they're young, I don't know about you, but when they were young, that was it. It's like that was my world was filled up to here with kids, yeah. and then there was a tiny little bit at the top of, you know, at the bottom of what I could do for myself. But yeah. now older, no, definitely, right? definitely, and and you know um, that's definitely nice. I've has cleared up some time for the brain, uh, but just as that mm -hmm. happens, you know, then that sort of fifty brain fog comes in, and then yeah. I don't have any of that. I don't know if it's my yeah. environment or what it is, but. It's your no. environment. You live in the jungle. You're very lucky. I think so. I think so. I think I have a very healthy lifestyle here. And I think that really makes a difference. We eat super yeah. healthy food. We're outdoors all the time. Um, yeah, it's good. I hate it's London good. so much. Come, just come to Belize and come and float in my pool for a while. I'd love to. I'd love to come to Belize. But, you know, I will let you know. One day I'll stand there. Open, <laughs> open invitation. You are Brilliant. always welcome. Right, always. Honey. Like I was saying to Marina, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, we are family forever. It doesn't matter yeah. if we don't see each other for many, many years. It's like it's beyond that. We're we're our MTV family. Oh, that's lovely, Simone. So nice to see you. Mwah. So my love to James as well. Yeah. I will do. I will do. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> I love it. You're always jolly. You're always jolly. You know, I don't think I even remember you ever being down during that whole party. So obviously when it 
came to its conclusion that was some tough times for us yeah that that was horrible but no overall i'm not a i'm I'm a pretty um happy-go-lucky person generally yes life is good i mean i literally wake up every day and i'm just so happy to be alive you are so right that's the way to be think good and it will be good right Right, exactly. So, so tell, okay, so tell me I met about up Rebecca. With Rebecca. When was the last time you'd actually sp- like, oh, spoken to her? That time in the park with oh, you. The I haven't seen her since. So that was about eight, nine years ago. So that was a long time ago. That was with all our kids. Um, so, yeah, talking about kids, I can hear kids in the background. This is our life these days. Um, uh, excuse me, kid in the background. I hear kids. Can you keep it down, please? (laughs) (laughs) Go on, carry on. This is our life now, James. It's just kids, kids, kids. Um, So, Rebecca, no, it was, it was nice. The thing I know, uh, the thing I um, that surprised me about my chat with Rebecca was that she said that if she had known how big MTV was going to be, she would have never taken the job. Wow, wow. Yeah, because she felt that that it took away from her as a a singer, as an artist, that she wasn't being taken seriously anymore in a way after that. So, yeah. I think that could apply to a lot of the other VJs who tried their music. I mean, obviously, Steve Blaine did it more for a laugh. Ray did it for a laugh. But Morena, I can't remember if you probably asked her about that too, but salad i can't remember you know running parallel yeah she right and so she actually left mtv because she wanted to pursue her musical career and as rebecca was saying these days it's a lot more accepted that people do a whole bunch of different things and back then it wasn't you know so we were just seen as oh a vj who wants to sing you know i also had my record deal before i joined mtv but i just never really managed to write any amazing songs i don't think I, so <laughs> i think i was lucky that you did you did um, i had the empty you had two to... beautiful hits they when were... love rules the world oh, when love rules the well, world no, they were beautiful. okay produced by john marshall the beloved lovely yeah remix it re-release it get it get it i know anniversary no, was... editions <laughs> come on we said be positive come on who knows do it do it yes, like a, okay. do it like a do it like a sort of imagine Yoko Ono John Lennon and get all the people we've had on <laughs> to sing like lines of the song and televise it. Oh, wouldn't that be sweet? No, but so it was it was lovely. It was lovely seeing Rebecca again and um and yeah, watch out James cuz we me you her uh, Marina we're all going to have a little reunion just this summer so going to meet you all in the park. Little Can't picnic. Wait. Can't wait. Okay, lovely.